0: So yesterday we got the final counts from the BC election. It took a while, right? October 24th, election day, but... November 8th, we finally got official results. Liberal incumbent for Kamloops North Thompson, Peter Milibar. He held onto his seat in Victoria, but it was close. He had a 791-vote lead over NDP candidate Sadie Hunter before mail-in ballots started to be counted. And he ultimately finished with a win by 196 votes. So it got pretty close there. Pleased to welcome to the show now, MLA for Kamloops North Thompson, Peter Milibar. Peter, how are you this afternoon?
1: Good. Thanks for having
0: me on. So, yeah, I'll just start with that. I mean, as you were sitting there watching the counts come in here over the weekend, I guess, uh, was there any point where you were getting a little bit nervous?
1: No, not not overly. I'm a bit of a a numbers and stats geek. It drives some of my family crazy. So, (laughs) you know, as I was watching the, the amount of ballots to be counted, Uh, over the two-week period, come in and and knowing what the lead was and kind of knowing what percentage, especially after each day of the count starting, um, you know, it started to, the math starts getting harder and harder, but uh, it's certainly something we were keeping an eye on. And and ultimately, the the votes were already cast, so there wasn't much you could do other than sit back and and let things unfold. And, and, um, you know, fortunately uh, for myself, uh, we were able to hang on.
0: So how do you feel about it all here today? You mentioned right before we jumped on air that things are starting to feel a little bit more normal for you here today.
1: Well, yeah, when, well, as soon as the red gets dropped, uh, all 87 MLAs are no longer MLAs, and they don't have access to their office uh, or, or governmental emails. Uh, so constituents were getting uh, understandably frustrated. They'd contact the office and, and uh, you know, not, not hear an answer back or have staff answer back. So uh, over the next few days, start to try to catch up probably more uh, heading into next week where that uh, that will really uh, kick into full gear as, as we get closer into whatever swearing-in ceremony may be. Be and, and, um, you know, other than that, it's still kind of that caretaker governmental mode right now.
0: Now, the premier did speak today, right, for the first time since we saw uh, official results roll in. And and one of the questions, the one thing that really set out to me here this afternoon was when he was basically asked, what is your plan for recalling the legislature? And he didn't really have a a great answer other than saying, I'm hoping to get it done by Christmas. Of course, unknown exactly how a swearing-in ceremony would take place. And I guess that's the first order of business that has to be done uh, before we can get legislature actually resumed here. So I was disappointed to hear that, you know, he was basically saying, I hope to be in there by Christmas, but no guarantees. How did you feel about that? Because I, you know, he got his majority. He called this election. We've already wasted a couple of months on election time. And now uh, it might be a little bit longer before we can get back into the legislature, which I found to be uh, a little bit disappointing to hear.
1: Yeah, I guess it's a little surprising as well. Um, you know, they, they've had two weeks post-election. They've known that they'll be government for that two weeks. So one would have thought uh, there'd be a bit more of a game plan here. We we knew what the dates of of the counts were going to be and and um, you know certification and all of those processes that were going to unfold. So uh, a little bit surprising. I, I think a lot of people uh, you know voted uh, thinking that uh, that thousand dollar commitment would be would be available by Christmas time or, or before Christmas. It's sounding like that's uh, not on the table for this year. So I guess we'll see what their overall plan is for government uh, as to moving forward, uh, timeline to, to announce a cabinet, timeline to uh, uh, swear people in, and, and whether or not there'll even be a session before the uh, February budget.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, the only reason that I really want to drive this whole point home is because, right, we stopped everything. We went into election mode so that uh, Premier John Horgan and the NDP could try to get their uh, their, their majority government. They did, and yet, we, you know, just, it just seems like a lack of commitment to really get down to work, basically saying, you know, we're going to get things pushed through, we're going to have our COVID-19 recovery plans, and whether we do it through the legislature or in some other fashion, we're going to start to get to work. But just that lack of, of real solid planning, I just found... I don't know, almost offensive at this point being a PC resident who wants to see this support program start to roll out.
1: Well, and that's what we had said all along uh, leading into the election and and during the election was that, uh, uh, you know, we would see a two to three month delay of government. Things would grind to a halt. Uh, uh, Everything goes to caretaker mode. Programs and supports uh, that need to be developed or amended um, uh, to be put out or made more effective uh, will stall. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, Hopefully things can get moving faster uh, than not, but um, it's really in the hands of the Premier. I. Again, one would have thought uh, at a minimum over the last two weeks, but certainly even heading into the election, there would have been more of a game plan for post-election to try to uh, get things moving as quickly as possible.
0: So what do you do now in the interim as a member of the opposition, you know, as you kind of wait for the swearing-in ceremony to take place, as you wait for the legislature to resume? What what do you do now between uh, for yourself and and I guess for your, your uh, colleague there, Todd Stone as well in Kamloops South? What do you guys do between now and then?
1: Well, it'll start to uh, be reconnecting with uh, the office staff, Uh, get up to date on some of the constituency files that are outstanding, Uh, reconnect with some of the mayors and councils moving forward what types of um, uh, projects and and granting opportunities they're looking for and and, um, really just trying to get our feet under us. Obviously, as incumbents, uh, you know, offices are already set up and and those types of um, um, more technical side of the job is already in place. So it's just really a case of just getting back up to speed on what's happened over the last six weeks.
0: And we we all know that as well at this point that, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Wilkinson has announced his intention to resign as uh, the the leader of the B.C. Liberal Party. So he will uh, kind of be there uh, waiting for an interim to take his place. I'm not going to ask you the question about whether you'll be interim because I know you were asked that last week here by our morning guys. But I guess is there any movement? Have you had any meetings with the party caucus to see where the next steps are in terms of a leadership race and and what the next phase of of that process is going to be?
1: No. I mean, obviously, we're less than 24 hours removed from when people found out what our actual caucus uh, numbers and, and actual names of people who are going to be. So um, that should unfold over the next few days. Uh, you know, with Remembrance Day in the middle of this week, uh, understandably and, and rightfully so. I think people will take a bit of time to uh, to reflect and, and uh, t- take the day for the seriousness that it is. And, uh, you know, there's obviously lots lots of time uh, post-Remembrance Day, certainly heading into next week to start getting uh, any more of that type of communication and, and timeline and, and meetings going.
0: I think that's about all I have for you right now, Peter. It's just obviously, we're, we're like you said, we're very new here to uh, finding out exactly what took place on election day. We're just less than 24 hours removed from final counts and are uh, still kind of taking it all in. I guess anything else that you want to add or, or let the people at Kamloops know while I have you on the line?
1: I um, just really appreciate all the support, and, and it was certainly a, a hard-fought battle, and, and congratulations to all the candidates. It's never easy to put your name forward, and, and as much as I was uh, keeping an eye on, on the results, I'm sure the others uh, chasing were, were uh, just as stressed or, or wanting to know what was going on, too. So uh, it's been a very uh, strange election cycle this time around, and, and uh, one that uh, you know everyone should be commended for, for participating in.
0: Well, thank you so much for the time. Always appreciate you doing this, and uh, looking forward to seeing the the government here in B.C. get back to work, and I'm hoping that happens sooner than later, but uh, thanks for the time today.
1: You bet. Anytime. All right, there
0: is uh, Peter Milibar, the MLA for Kamloops North Thompson.